Welcome to a very special episode of Decaf today. Mark is off getting married. And so I got the boss man, Justin Owen, with me. What's up, Justin? It takes Mark getting married to invite me back on to Decaf. Listen, if you weren't so like greedy and eager about it, I would probably be more willing. I do complain a lot about the lack of invitations to be on a show that ultimately I pay for. Um, (laughs) Greedy, greedy. Uh, but you know, I don't get to make those decisions. Yeah, you leave it to remember how leave it to the boss. Insane. Yeah, I'm I'm the boss now. Just kidding. I can't say that. I gotta take that back. Um, so this is the first time you've done a video with us since your big row win, and we talked about that a couple weeks ago. So congratulations again. That's Thank exciting. You. Tell everyone um, about the painting that you got because yeah, that really that's really cool. special. So in addition to a very heavy trophy um, uh, that you get, that I also, by the way, a quick aside, lost about 10 minutes after I got on stage, gave my speech, won the award. I got asked to do like a video by SPN to their donors about it. Um, and I just set the award down and then I came back into the room and it was gone. Man, <laughs> uh, So fortunately it was, uh, it was recovered and is now in my home office. Yes. Uh, but at part of winning the Row Award is uh, receiving a painting from John Kramer, who's the VP of Communications at the Institute for Justice. We love working with them. John's great and has a bit of a side hustle as a painter and does a phenomenal job. So he painted uh, a landscape of Moraine Lake, which is one of my favorite places in all the world, uh, in Banff in Canada, and actually painted it from a picture that I took at like five o'clock in the morning as the sun uh, was was rising over the mountains. And so it, it's pretty special to me to, to get to stare at that every day. It's pretty cool. What a lot of people don't know is that Justin was supposed to get this award last year and because of COVID, they canceled annual meeting. So starting way back when he found out about the award, I got a call from State Policy Network asking what Justin would like as a painting. Obviously, I called his wife, Kara. And he, like I said earlier, greedy for information, Kara and I lied and lied and lied. He was trying to buy a different painting. I knew I had a space in my home office where I wanted a painting of Moraine Lake and I had found one um, that was a lot more expensive than the free one I got for um, this award and, you know, certainly would not have been nearly as special and meaningful to me. Uh, but I was pretty, I was like, I'm going to buy this. And at first I was like, well, you buy this for my birthday. And then my birthday came and went and I didn't get the painting. So I was just going to buy it on my own without telling her. She found out and intervened. And then um, now I know why. I wondered why she was so adamant that I not get that painting. It would be like, I, I could expect it every like three or so months to get a text from Kara <laughs> of her being like, Justin's asking questions. <laughs> I, I'm pretty adamant. Once I get my mind on something, I stick with it. Well, now you have something even better. So we're really excited. We keep getting, people keep saying, congratulations, that's a huge award for Justin. And I'm like, yeah, for Justin, like he's the man. Don't let that go to your head. I'm like, he's the man, he deserved it. So that was uh, was a really fun night for everyone. And now we have uh, a painting of, of a photo that you took to remember it all by. 
Um, you mentioned that John Kramer has a side hustle. You also have a side hustle uh, coming up that you're going to, that's going to occupy a lot of your free time um, here soon. And it has to do with something that I think we're all passionate about, which is worker freedom in Tennessee. So tell us a little bit about, I know that if you're, if people who are listening to this podcast probably know that for the last few years, the Beacon Center has been working with our partner Beacon Impact and with a lot of other partners all across the state to have a right to work put in the state constitution and it's on its final step and that will be occupying a lot of Justin's time as a side hustle. It will an unpaid side hustle. Yeah. <laughs> I actually have to raise money for this. So um, you know as people have, have heard us say right to work is so important to our success as a state thus far and it's under attack. We've got uh, the PRO Act in DC that would uh, ban right to work nationally. We've got states like Virginia that are, are, you know, politicians there working uh, to eliminate it. And we're doing the opposite. We're advocating for making it a constitutional right so that future generations can benefit from this uh, just as generations have for now. Next year is the 75th anniversary of our right to work law. So Beacon work to, as you said, go through the first two steps of the process to get the legislature to put this on the ballot. Uh, and now that they have done that, it will be on the ballot next November which requires the formation of a committee, essentially a political campaign uh, to advocate for that. And that's what I will be spending my, my free time at doing, working with my friends, uh, Bradley Jackson at the chamber and Jim Brown at NFIB uh, on the executive committee for, for Yes on One. And well, so, you say you will be spending a lot of time doing it. You've already spent a lot of time and, doing this. And, it is and I don't have all. a staff like when I'm like, oh, we need to create email accounts and create a MailChimp so that we can send emails to people. I don't know how to do any of that because I delegated it to good people like you that I've hired to make these uh, decisions. And so I, I've, I've struggled to learn how to do basic struggled, things. Struggled is putting it gently for find how. Volu find volunteers like Taylor to help me do this uh, in their free time. Exactly. Uh, thanks for gift cards. It, so. And hey, I'll take it. I'll, I'll take it in exchange for a gift card. That works pretty well for me. But um, big. this week was a big week. You made a big announcement. You guys made a really big announcement for the Yes on One committee. So uh, Yes on One announced that we have local leadership in all 95 counties already. So it's, you know, almost 14 months uh, before the election still. And we've already got that, that ground game across the state. So it's a really good showing. Um, of supporters, legislators, mayors, uh, local community and business leaders. Uh, and so, uh, you know, it's, it's been a good handoff from, from Beacon advocating for this mm -hmm. to the steps that it can, and then handing this off to to the committee to, to run with it between now and November of next year. Well, and it's, it's encouraging to see at Beacon too, because we talk a lot about how we want our policies to actually affect people. And we don't want to, internally, we say a lot of things about, we don't want to just see good policy and be like, oh, this is really good policy. Let's just do it because it's good policy. We want to make policies into action that actually affect people and that are popular statewide and that people care about statewide. And so, even kind of looking back on what we've done now, seeing that all 95 counties have representation of people who are in favor of right to work and worker freedom is good for us to know that we were hitting right on the target when we were um, promoting right to work and worker freedom for the last two years. And now we know that Tennesseans really, really do care. Um, so it's really exciting to see. 
Um, so let's talk about something that thank God is not happening in Tennessee. Um, I, I'm going to be a little greedy this week because Mark hates it that I love true crime so much, but it's not that I love crime. Okay. I should not say that, <laughs> <laughs> but I am an avid follower of true crime. And I know people are like, don't you get scared? Like single white female. I just got to know what's out there, man. I got to know what's out there. And this week has been bonkers crazy insane for two massive true crime situations that are going on right now there's the gabby petito situation which is so sad and so horrible and i'm losing sleep over and then the weird saga in south carolina of the murdoch murders have you heard about that one justin yes yes i actually have so this is funny because you Y'all make fun of me all the time that, you know, I don't know pop culture or what's going on in the world because um, it's just not my thing. I hate Twitter, for example. So I typically am like aloof to this stuff. But Kara, my wife, is a true crime nerd as well. So much so that I tell people if I ever die under suspicious circumstances, she's the one you should look at. And I would uh, probably help her. She, she watches all these shows to like plot. Uh, my demise I'm convinced uh -huh. and so you know her response is always oh they'll never find your body so don't worry um, I love that woman she's perfect <laughs> perfect <good>. woman <laughs> so she keeps me updated even more so than I want to be on this kind of stuff but it is crazy both of these stories are crazy and seeing them play out in real life you know a lot of this stuff you hear about in the news but then nobody really pays attention until the yes. trial and that's when like you know all of that comes out and, and then becomes a thing. It's kind of weird. And I don't know if I like, especially with the Gabby Petito thing, it's like there are already like shows and documentaries about this. And it just literally happened. They still don't know what, they can't even find the guy, right? Who they right. think, uh, her, her boyfriend, who, who they think killed her. And so um, that's a bit disturbing to me because it's a lot of assumptions that haven't been played out in court yet. Um, but, you know, and, and potentially like invasive to, to her family, yes. and to, you know, victims like her. Um, well, so that, I think that's that, what that's what kind of bothers me the most is that like you turn on the news, like on Fox News, they're like interviewing his neighbors or people that saw them. And I'm like, yeah. I get that Fox News needs a story to keep up. But at the same time, like, these people have no authority. Like my neighbors right. probably think that I act weird. So if they're out there saying like, oh, this guy is acting super weird and sketchy or whatever, like I take out my trash like 11 o'clock at night because I always forget the next morning. Like someone, if something ever happened, that would, people would think that that was weird. And so, yeah, right. just kind of like the court of public opinion, you know, I have my theories about what happened, but I'm not going to go on Fox News and talk about it and like, you know, vilify this guy who may not, may or may not have done it. We don't know. And it's good that people care and want to yes. like see what's happening and pretend, you know, in this case, it's an active situation, right? Where you, yes. you want to find this guy um, and, and rightfully so. And so that could be helpful to make people more aware and, you know, on alert for that kind of thing. Um, but it is, you know, it, it does create sort of a trial in the court of public opinion before yeah. you've got a chance to do that in the actual courtroom and and that's why I think like after the fact crime stuff is better because it's already that the justice system has already done its thing yes. and then we can kind of look and see like what happened what went wrong uh and learn from that um 
I guess it's been less so with the Murdoch thing. That's just been like a series of weird events. Also, uh, like, is there the any doubt in anyone's mind? I just said, like, don't spend an opinion in the court of public opinion. But <laughs> is there any doubt in anyone's mind that the the dad of that family is nuts? Yeah, he's he, a weirdo. He's he, like, definitely. tried to stage his own murder so that his other son could get life insurance like this is going to be like a real like netflix show i think a friend of ours dave geitner at um with mackinaw it's, it's like murdoch she wrote is going to be the, <laughs> the series that, that comes love out that. i love that there's a news network in i think it's in south carolina i believe it's called fitz news and she started a girl from she a girl from that news outlet has been investigating this for like two years and has started a podcast and that's what i'm listening to it's called the murdoch murders podcast so if you want to know the ins and outs of all of that. I mean, I've been listening to it obsessively and she, she got to the point actually where she said, this is taking its toll on me. It's taking its toll on my relationship with my fiance, who's the producer. We're taking a step wow. back. And as soon as they took a step back, the dad got shot and started, and she was like, well, no step back, <laughs> no steps back here. We got to keep going. So that's crazy. that one is wild. That's like a real, that's like a saga. And, and that's a very, very interesting thing. Like a fiction writer could not make up what's going on with the murders. That is the wild, it's one of the wildest things I've ever heard. But yes, it is equal parts intriguing and upsetting to watch it play out in real life. And I just feel sorry for the families. I mean, imagine like daddy Murdoch is insane. But his he has siblings that are having to watch all this go down. And then Gabby Petito's family is having to watch. I mean, it's 24 hour news on her story. So it's just really sad. And um, and but I do think it's important to, to get the story out there and catch catch these bad guys. Um, speaking of bad guys, times. what? <laughs> but it's been interesting times lately. In I know. I think everything I think I saw on The Wall Street Journal yesterday that murders went up like 30 percent in the last year. So I think that COVID broke some yeah. brains. Yeah, COVID's like turned people crazy in a lot of ways. Um, you know, I think that, you know, the economy stuff and just this was an unprecedented time of isolation and just, you know, it, it's been a weird year. And, and I think that we'll see that stuff too play out. We've talked a lot about the impact of the lockdowns and, yes. and bad policies by government. And I think over time, as we start to see the data um, become more clear about suicides and depression yes. and um, mental you know, illness and those things, there are going to be a lot of collateral consequences that unfortunately were not contemplated when some of these, uh, you know, more, more harsh government restrictions were put into place. And I think I speak for both of us personally, as well as Beacon, where when we say now is not the time for more government intervention, but for private people and private organizations to intervene and help our fellow man with, you know, and whatever. Learn from whatever. our mistakes of, of 2020. And we can yes. do that even with the Delta variant, what it is and all of that. We can learn from those mistakes and don't have to repeat repeat those failures hope we never do i hope that i hope that we can see going into the future however many variants may come from this that the the human life consequence can be mitigated without destroying lives that that aren't being lost from covid and, yep. and, risking lives and livelihoods, as lives and said, livelihoods baby gotta protect them all 
Um, so let's switch gears just a little bit to something a little more lighthearted. I specifically wore my Alabama national championship t-shirt today because I know Justin's schedule and I knew that he would be in the office in like business casual dress clothes for a meeting and that he wouldn't be able to wear a Tennessee Vols shirt. So I had to really like, like stake my territory here. But when I said that before the podcast, he said he wouldn't even wear Tennessee these days. Justin, mm. I didn't say these days. I said right now. That's a little more specific to the week. Um, Tough break, man. You know, the jury's still out on our new coach. I'm, I think things have improved, even mm-hmm. though we lost to Pitt of all <laughs> teams. But, you know, they're not a terrible team. It's a um, little bit embarrassing. We've had worse starts over the past few years. Uh, but we beat Tennessee Tech a lot. So, yeah, there you go. Um, so, I, you know, I don't know. I mean, I I think this is going to be a tough weekend uh, for, for Vols. Who do y'all Vols play? Band, Florida. <laughs> yeah. um, so, even we struggled against Florida last week. So Yeah, the, probably the biggest you struggle. Alabama is like 30, like the won 32 straight games against the SEC East, I think. And that was probably one of, if not the hardest win against the I was, SEC East in a long time. So maybe I was panic eating Cheetos. Like that might be your last national championship shirt for a while. Y'all might be on the downslide. Don't you dare. See, guys, this is what Justin does to me. Okay. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna say everybody's like, Taylor bullies people. Taylor's so sassy. <laughs> I get bullied. I'm the one that is the victim here. This is not our last championship shirt. I will have another one this year. And then every year after that. When when y'all did lose, it's a good a couple years now, I think. What did I give you a, a oh, box? That was so mean. He gave me, he walked into staff meeting the morning after we the weekend after we lost the game with a tissue box that he had printed crimson cry box outside of it. Of our whole staff. I am the victim. I am. <laughs> um, one team that really, you know, I'm not an NFL girl. I'm, I'm just not. I follow Alabama players' careers in the NFL, but I am becoming a Titans fan. You I mean, I, I'm, well, I'm in. Yeah, and, you know, I mean, bit terrible start to the season. Yeah. Uh, did not look good in their first showing. But, you know, the Seahawks were a really good team, and we came from a good bit behind and won that game away. And, you know, that's a, that's a hard stadium to play in. Um, on the road and so it was impressive I hope they keep it up we've got you know good chance to to have a run now uh, for a few weeks and uh, so so we'll see I'm I'm excited about going to a couple of Titans games this year I didn't go to any last year Um, but you know or I don't even you know they had dead fans last year but um, I'm excited about getting back yeah it's going to be a good it's going to be a good season I think I think that I've, I've got Decently high hopes for them, despite the the rough start in game one. I love that. I've never been to a Titans game, but I really want really? to. Get, That's I really haven't. I know. I've been go. to soccer games, and I haven't been to a Titans game. Like, who oh. am I? That's oh. like 
That's so dumb. But I really want to go to a Titans game this year. I really want a Derrick Henry jersey, obviously. Maybe a Julio Jones jersey, too. I might spend all my money on the Titans. Who knows? Might just, might just really go, go all in. Um, <laughs> I'll tell you something cute that I did get, and my sister doesn't listen to this because she doesn't like politics and she doesn't understand what I do, so I can say this here. But my sister's getting married in December. I even think you might like this, Justin. And I got her a new Alabama jersey with her married last name on it. That's cool, yeah. I feel like that's a really good gift. So if one day I do settle down with a man, I would appreciate that as a wedding gift, <laughs> Justin. <clears throat> I'll remember that. <laughs> you, might, you might get an orange jersey with <laughs> with burn ceremony unceremoniously. <laughs> so last topic. This is something I really want to hear from you about because. I, uh, we are all reality TV fans. We're just like TV people, I think, in our office. We all watch yeah, yeah. so much TV. Um, and reality shows kind of hit their peak in the early 2000s, and some have hung in there and some haven't. Like, remember Fear Factor? Oh, I, yeah. Well, that launched Joe Rogan's career. Right? I know. Loved Fear Factor. But Justin, if you could be on any reality TV show or, or multiple, if you have a few, which one and why? Amazing race for sure. Um, you know, Karen, I love to travel. And so like, and we're competitive with each other. Too, with so each other, so I was about to say. It, it would be really fun to, I, you know, I haven't watched that show in a while. I guess they haven't done it in, you know, since COVID because yeah. you can't really travel the world. Right. <laughs> but it's a pretty like, you know, fast paced, frantic, travel all over the place, do these games yes. and challenges. I think it would be fun. Be, from that aspect the only thing I wouldn't like is we like to really like feel like locals in a place so we like to spend you know at least four or five days somewhere typically staying in Airbnb in a neighborhood so that uh, you know we're not just in like a touristy district so the fast pay you know moving from country to country real fast wouldn't be the most exciting thing for me uh, based on the way we already travel but it would still be a lot of fun. It'd be that pretty be cool. fun. Yeah. I want to be on Survivor. That is my goal in life is to be on Survivor. You and Stephanie are like big, big Survivor fans. We are big Survivor fans. Stephanie wanted to sign me up to go on The Bachelor for a while there. Mm, don't and, do then that. We, and then we realized, eh, I don't think I could hang with those girls. They're they're like a whole it different takes a type special of person. person to be on those kinds of shows. And by special, you like it looks like a like just yeah. like not my kind of people. Not like, in a good way. Yeah, like like you got to be like down for plastic surgery and stuff like that. I'm not into that. I just want to watch sports and drink beer, and you know I'm looking for a man who likes that. Um, but Survivor would be my favorite. There's one season of Survivor which if you you don't watch it, but Stephanie will get this. Survivor One World. There was the winner of that season her name was Kim and she played so sneaky and so strategic and so smart she made like three different alliances and then just like stabbed him in the back except for the last one and she won and everyone was like she stabbed me in the back and she deserves to win this game so you've that's what I would traits. try to play like you've got those traits yeah I can be sneaky you do that Never underestimate short girls. We are me <laughs> and we are sneaky <laughs> and that's the truth. Okay. Yeah. I think just survivor. I, I can't think of any other shows that I would, I would yeah, be on. Not like reality shows. Like I would be on game shows though. Like price is right. Yeah, uh, we always joked. Like if we ever go to California, where I can't remember exactly where it's filmed, but like you would go to the price is right uh, episode. 
And that I was, was sick on Monday. So, you know, when you're sick at home, Price is Right is like the go-to. That is a vibe. Also considering like your brain and soul are like 80 years old on the inside. I feel like Price is Right <laughs> is like your vibe. Like Karen and I actually went for Halloween way back. I went as Bob Barker and she went as contestant Gladys with like <laughs> the, um, you know, panel thing on it on the showcase showdown it's pretty cool. that's in i have to dig up that picture and we can post it yeah we're gonna need to we're gonna need to post that in the comments of of this we'll video um so last thing um if you donate to beacon this month or during football season specifically if you make an online donation to beacon we will talk about your team on decaf we didn't have one this week we talked about one of stephanie's scenes last week so if you don't if you want to donate if you want us to talk about your team if you want me to have to talk about a team that i quite literally do not care about because i only care about the crimson tide donate one time to beacon drop your favorite team in the comments and uh i will be forced to talk about it under penalty of termination if we, we would love your support <laughs> and equally love to stop taylor from talking about alabama <laughs> And on that last roasting note, we will sign off for the day. Thank you, Justin. We'll see you in a couple of weeks when you and Stephanie do the podcast together before yeah, me and Mark come back. Thank God. Going to boost those ratings. Jeez. We'll see y'all next week. <laughs>